0: Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening.
1: The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at espnau.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com.
0: Hello everybody, welcome in to the Wednesday edition of The Drive. A beautiful day. I mean, today you can't I couldn't ask for much nicer weather than, than today. It's, uh, you know, it's not too warm. It's not too cold. There's hardly any uh, humidity. Beautiful sunny day. Hope everybody enjoying uh, the day as we're with you here to sort of wind down the day. Uh, yesterday we were looking and sun, sunset actually occurs a few minutes before it gets dark. So we'll be here with you through sunset on this Wednesday. Hope everybody doing well. Bill and Dan withdrew at the controls. It's like the regular crew here in the studio
2: for one more day. You you've got a ball game tomorrow, right? I've got a ball game tomorrow. Trojans back at home after a four-game road and, trip. And, and who are they hosting? They've got Texas State, the Bobcats of right. San Marcos. Texas Who, who was... travels with them? What do you mean? Like who well, like the, it, it, it they don't really do pairings anymore. Oh, they don't. They, they, oh, no, okay. They've gotten away from that. They What what the Sunbelt has gotten into is they have unofficially divided the league into an East and West with okay. the, with the, with the because they lost, since I've joined the league with, with Troy, uh, they've lost UT Arlington and Little Rock, two teams that were not playing D1 football, and they've added Marshall, Southern Miss, Old Dominion, mm-hmm. and... Uh, those those are the, those are the big 3 and and so they they've uh, maybe there's another team that I'm forgetting that they've uh, oh James Madison they've added James Madison Marshall Old Dominion and Southern Miss so they subtracted two non-D1 football programs mm-hmm. added four teams now they've split the league into a west and an east that sort of unofficially there's not a division you know there there aren't divisions in the standings but there are six teams that Troy plays twice that are on the other you know that those are the West, uh, the West teams in the in the so league. Troy is, is in the West. Troy is in the West, and then along okay. with uh, and, and then the uh, uh, the sort of Troy's on the Troy is the dividing line in the West. The Georgia teams in the league are in the East, and so uh, yeah, Troy plays the Louisiana teams and the Texas teams, and Arkansas State plays all those teams twice, and you play everyone from the other division, everyone except one team, you play once, and so uh, the this is our return matchup. With Texas State, and then on Saturday ULM comes to town. Both games well, that was a quick turnaround. It just, was a just quick played game. them just, just played know, them four and, games uh, ago, and uh, and they, the uh, those are both going to be doubleheaders too. So I, I expect big crowds Saturday, the last uh, home Saturday of the season for Troy. So Senior Day festivities and stuff like that. Troy has four seniors who have had incredible careers, and, and they'll be playing their last Saturday home game uh, this week, and so it'll be a big. Uh, Hopefully they can keep winning, but it'll be a big uh, celebratory uh, event uh, th- this week for the uh, uh, for, for Troy's seniors.
0: All right, so Dan, Dan uh, w- with us today and Friday, we, we'd we'd uh, we'd love for you to join in. Also with us, uh, as he is headed back toward Auburn from the road, is our good friend from Auburn Undercover, and that's uh, Jason Caldwell. JC, how you doing today?
3: Doing good, guys. Yeah, just uh, coming back from going to watch Enterprise. Uh, mary montgomery play basketball to to watch uh um eric winters a couple a couple of football yep. guys on the enterprise uh, basketball team but eric winters uh um you know number 35 player in the country four-star linebacker chance to watch him play basketball today and, and talk to him afterwards and so got a couple of guys that get, also got a, a really talented db that just won a high jump in 7a um had a pretty good basketball game too and about probably five ten, five eleven, and he took off and had a pretty thunderous dunk during mm. the game as well. So pretty athletic for a uh, for a five eleven
0: guy. But, well, yeah, uh, I, I, I figure somebody Enterprise that could Enterprise
3: win one that moved on to uh to advance to the elite eight.
0: Yeah, I was going to say usually somebody that could win the high jump uh w- w- got a little lift. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's cool. Uh, hey, th- there has been uh, I-, I was noting a lot of teams are announcing. Uh, some additions to their to their staffs, including Auburn, a couple of big pickups. I thought uh, you wrote about this a little earlier with the additions of uh, Maurice Harris and Kenyatta Watson today.
3: Yeah, yeah. Auburn, I don't know. Auburn hadn't officially done it yet. We expected maybe maybe sometime here today or tomorrow.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Maurice Harris, the guy that obviously very familiar with Hugh Freeze, was with him at Arkansas State, was with him at Old Miss. Liberty uh, was most recently the offensive coordinator at Jackson State. And so uh, he's coming in to um, you know kind of take over a role there um, for the Auburn staff um, as more on the recruiting side, kind of like. Oh yeah, run. he's
0: been a recruiting coordinator. I believe yeah. he was recruiting coordinator when he was at Ole Miss with uh, with Hugh.
3: Yeah, yeah, he'll be kind of Trevon Reed's role, you know, the off field role that where he moved on. It'll be kind of that that role as kind of. Um, you know, a recruiting guy for Auburn off the field. So he'll he'll do those some of those things and then Kenny Otto Watson, um, gonna have a role that we understand the director director of recruiting research and strategy. And strategy,
0: so yeah, different. I saw that.
3: Yeah, a little different role. I know Kenny Otto, um, since he was at Grayson High School, but he's been at Florida State, Georgia Tech the last few years. This guy has a ton of ties in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Obviously you look at or Harris with a ton of ties in the state of Mississippi along with Hugh e. Freeze and this staff and you, know, you bring Charles Kelly in that has so many ties in the state of Alabama and, and obviously going on this. And this Florida. Staff, yeah, so this is a staff that now has uh, some serious inroads and in recruiting footprint for where Auburn wants to to build a roster from, and that's really important.
2: And with the way college football has changed and the way you build rosters uh, have, having uh, changed, it sounds like you need a working uh, kind of year-round you need a working knowledge of what everyone else's roster looks like. On the off chance any of those players decide to go in the portal, you don't want to be finding out about a player when they go into the portal. You want to know before that, so you can you know, have an idea of whether or not they could help you and how seriously you should pursue them. And you know, I I just imagine the uh, the big board in Moneyball, right? Like you have one of those, but it's every it's every D one player uh, on the on the off chance that they could. Uh, uh, they 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 could become available at one of the uh, at one of the portal deadlines, Jason.
3: Here's the other part of it too. Um, Talked to, to somebody and and obviously covering recruiting. This is something that we're familiar with already. and that it's also important to recruit as many guys as you can. Now you might not be able you might not be able to bring all of them in for an official visit, do all those things. But but when kids are in the ninth and tenth grade, everybody's a potential prospect. At a minimum, you want to be able to get those kids on campus because you never know what happens if they turn out to be a five star. And maybe they don't look at you seriously coming out of high school, but maybe the portal they remember go, man, that was a place that I really liked that just never got to that point. I'm going to take a look at them again because it just happened. Caleb, I, mean, I heard that Caleb Downs was a guy that might have been interested in Auburn, but because of the short framework, he had not, you know, Brian Harson and, and that staff did not really recruit him. He was, it wasn't huh. even really in the picture he did not have a familiarity with Auburn. So like, Hey, I got to make a quick decision. That's not a place that I was really familiar with. So I, what didn't really look at it at Auburn coming out of the portal again, out of Alabama. So it has an impact even in that situation. And so um, I think that, and I think I talked to Charles Kelly, did a Q and a with him today. And yep. One of the things he talked about was, was relationships. He's like, <laughs> look, it's still an important part of it. Relationships are still an important part. And, Whether you know, people think about NIL and you think about transfer portal, all those things, relationships are still a vitally important part of the recruiting process. Um, And it's something I think this staff is going to be really good at.
0: Yeah, it's almost, uh, you know, as though what you're doing, not almost, it is. Just like in the professional ranks, you've got a GM and a front office staff. You've basically got that and you have to now. To keep up with everybody, so that the coaches aren't having to do even more.
3: Yeah, no, the the, the you know, the, twenty years ago, the coaches were kind of doing their cold calls and recruiting, right. and they were kind of watching the film and doing all those things. Um, they'll still do that now, but you've got to have a way to to weed it out to where the coaches are going. Hey, look here, here's the ten guys we feel like are the top guys on the board at the positions that you want to recruit at what do you think about these guys? And then you'll there'll be guys that'll add it to it and you'll see guys that develop and and there'll be some guys that probably drop off that board. Um, but you have to have the ability to filter some of the just the, the thousands and thousands of guys that you have to consider now because you're talking about you know, three classes worth every year that you're basically recruiting. You're trying to get on campus for camps and you know, take unofficial visits. I mean you know, kids that are in the 10th grade are going to be visiting football games this year as guys that you're thinking about, okay, by next year, this guy that we'd like to start, seeing you know, if we get him in a boat. I mean, we've already seen it with Malik Altry at Opelika a couple of years early. That's the way this thing works. So you have to be more adept than ever at, at identifying potential players. And the earlier you do it, um, whether it's in high school or the portal, uh, the better off you are.
0: Jason, this is a uh, a fun time of the year, isn't it? I mean, there <laughs> there is so much going on. You were over watching <coughs> watching basketball, but checking out uh, some guys who are put are really good football prospects as well. We're talking about uh, some movement going on all across the country with um, with with college football. We're into the second half of the regular season, conference basketball, and uh, and and. And now baseball season's getting underway in just a couple of days. It's a fun time. It's
3: a fun time, but you know, folks, I, I, I kind of say it every year about this time of year. But for folks that don't that that don't understand kind of this side of things, for us, this is the busiest time of the year. Football season is the easiest time of the year. This is the busiest time of the year because. In football, you have a few things going on, but everything's structured. You know when this is, you know Mm -hmm. when a game is being played, you know when you have a press conference. And now you have something every day, whether it's five baseball games a day, there's softball games going on, still got basketball going on, spring football here in just a little less than two weeks, 13 days from now, you'll have spring football to throw into the mix. Um, Everything everything you can imagine, and, you know, yeah, it'll open up recruiting again in March. And so you'll have kids visiting campuses, Coming in to check out practice, so, yeah, this is it. There is there is never a dull moment when you get to the spring in this time of year.
2: It's, it's wild to think that we're only going to talk to you one more time between now and the start of, of, spring, of spring football practice. Yeah. Let me ask you this because it seems like uh, we can, I, and I'm I'm being real careful because you know because of the way college football's changing. It feels like we know what the roster is going to look like when spring practice starts. I think that's fair. That's okay. fairly right. safe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. I want to be safe here. It feels like we know that. So let me ask you this. With the understanding that the roster can change a lot between the start of spring practice and the start of the season, what positions do you feel like are under a lot of scrutiny to prove Auburn doesn't need to go shopping to find a new starter between now and August? Where, Where is, you know, where is their... Uh, Know, where 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 is the spotlight really shining on on guys who, you know may, maybe have to prove that they're SEC caliber starters. I
3: think we let's let's eliminate some first by going hey where do you feel good about the depth and you guys got you started running back and you go you, you feel good about running back and where you are there feel good about tight end where you are there I think you feel good about the offensive line adding Percy Lewis and some of the guys you brought in now there might be another guy you might bring in for, to to compete there but. I think you feel good about what you've done offensive line. Um, Linebacker group, I think you feel pretty good about that, bringing in Dory Mousy and and bringing the guys you got in, the young guys. Um, Secondary, you go, hey, do you need a veteran? I think you'll figure that out in in the spring. Wide receiver, I think you feel pretty good about what you've got, which guys step up. I think it really points to the defensive line and quarterback as the two spots Mm -hmm. where you go, are we absolutely going to go have to find somebody? Or are we? Or did we? Did we have the right pieces to put the guy in place? To me, those are the two spots. I think you look at and going: Do you have somebody that absolutely steps up and takes it over? And I think defensive line is a little different because you know it's more of: Hey, do we have enough guys? Depth, right? Uh, I think I think you know you look in and I think you feel good about Kelsey Falk and feel good about some of those guys and and uh, the things they're doing, but do you have enough? And then quarterback, do you have the guy? Do you have that guy? Um, Some of that will be determined by what the wide receiver group looks like and do you kind of come together. But I think those are probably the two spots you look at immediately and go, are there the possibilities for a late portal addition at one of those two spots?
0: Talking with Jason Caldwell of uh, Auburn Undercover and uh, 24-7 Sports. As we uh, had to break, seeing an update on the just – Terrible, terrible news out of Kansas City today where one person has been killed, three in critical condition, five in serious condition among the at least nine people that were shot at the Super Bowl rally in Kansas City. Two, uh, two people now have been taken into custody as man. many as just fi- an,
2: uh, just awfully i mean just terribly awful news yeah as, as many as 15 people uh, m- may be injured uh th- this is from the kansas city police chief uh, who talked to reporters uh, in in the last hour or so uh you know there's a lot of questions still about uh, what prompted the incident if it was multiple shootings uh the victims conditions are not immediately clear uh, we do know that that chiefs players coaches and staff are all safe uh the uh uh, there are there are videos circulating of, of people running uh, in, in, uh, in in terror know, after after the, the incident. Uh, to, it was at the end of the the parade. Uh, the witness uh, it was the, the Union Station, uh, the location in Kansas City where, where it happened. Uh, yeah, and at least uh, one, one killed and multiple injured. At least three people in critical condition. Just just awful news uh, on what was supposed to be uh, a celebration, a, a cel- yeah a celebratory moment for for Kansas City. Uh, the second, uh, second consecutive Super Bowl, the rally, and, and it ends in, uh, in something uh, nightmarish. Yeah, uh, it's just, uh, just just
0: sickening. Uh, we, will, we will get to our first break. Jason, can you hang with us another segment? Yes, sir, I'm good, yep. Good. We'll talk some basketball when we come back. Stick with us here on the Wednesday Drive
1: conservative justice. at or email the drive at espnau.com.
0: Welcome back into the drive. 21 minutes after four o'clock here on this Wednesday afternoon, Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls. Jason Caldwell, Uh, Our regular fourth here for our number one is uh, on his way back from Montgomery. Yes, it is postseason basketball time. We're going to talk with Jack Hudden in just a little while as the Auburn High boys and girls... Both won today up in Birmingham. We'll, we'll check in with Jack in just a little while. But right now, we'll uh, get back to the uh, drive hotline as we continue our conversation with Jason Caldwell as a uh, big basketball game tonight over at Neville Arena. Jason, as South Carolina, without question, the surprise team of the SEC, one of the biggest surprises, positive surprises, in the nation this year in college basketball Come into Neville Arena to take on the Tigers. who are looking to bounce back from that uh, road loss down in Gainesville.
3: Yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting game because this is a, this is a physical basketball team that wants to slow it down, play half court, and you know this is an Auburn team that is much more capable of doing that than maybe they've been in the past. But you still wonder, you know, what kind of you know, you know, what's Auburn look like in terms of energy tonight? How do they respond? Um, home court is it, you know? Is it just as simple as being home court? Because uh, yeah, it has been for this Auburn team, and it has been for most every team around the country. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and so will that will that be the answer and the response that Auburn needs? Because um, if you can do that, um, this is the thing that right now you start going, hey, take care of home court. You'll have some big wins still to come if you do and give yourself a chance to compete, you know, you know, for a championship, but um, you know you're going to have to go out and do some things against South Carolina, and it starts with being physical, rebounding the basketball, and, and going out and making some key plays.
0: Yeah, you know, and you saw it again last night. North Carolina goes on the road, loses to Syracuse. That's another top ten team uh, losing to an unranked team. I heard some discussion uh, earlier today. It's like, well, you know, Auburn needs to be able to. to Auburn needs to be able to win on the road. Uh, name me a team that has I mean South Carolina probably has the most impressive road wins in this league I mean they've already won at Lexington and in Knoxville but there just aren't many teams who have played consistently well on the road anyway no, I,
3: mean, I, I went back and looked and I think with the uh, with the losses the last two days I think they were already they may have already been included but I think last week this starts the news last week there were there were 15. 15- of the top twenty-five teams in the country that had lost on the road by double digits
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh, this season, and that was just the top twenty-five this week. Then you had a couple of a couple more of those teams that lost um, this week, and of course Kansas got they lost by twenty-nine on the road to Texas Tech. Yeah. That's the sixth. That's the sixth road loss for Kansas. Um, Houston's lost four games, all four on the road. North Carolina's lost uh, at Georgia Tech um, in a road game, lost at Syracuse the other night, and so. Um, no, nobody, nobody does it. I think, I think it shows you parity in college basketball. There's not a great team in college basketball. There's a bunch of pretty good teams, but there's there's a bunch of teams that are good enough to beat you if you don't play great. And that's normally what happens when you go on the road. It's hard to go on the road and and light it up and just go play crazy basketball. I mean, like there's a reason why it's tough to win on the road, even when you have a great team. Um, but when you when you match these teams up and you kind of have that equal look a little bit, then it becomes really, really difficult.
0: Auburn back in Neville Arena, where they're unbeaten. Auburn's the only team in the SEC that hasn't lost at home yet.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a it's a tough place to play. It really is. The uh, atmosphere, Auburn plays really well, and and momentum, um, energy, all those things have more of an impact in basketball than do any other sport. Uh, and when you start selling out arenas and making it really tough it impacts the other team too, but it raises the level of your own team, I think, as much or even more. And I think that's where it comes from. I think that energy for Auburn, defensively especially, uh, when you start making plays, doing those things, but, but you feel energy when when you're in a building where you're comfortable shooting the basketball. And I think Auburn, obviously, comes mm-hmm. with it. Neville Arena is a great place to shoot the basketball. The opposing teams shoot the ball well at Auburn Arena, usually. I mean, it's a great place to shoot. And um, I think it's, the setting it's closed in it didn't have that big open space behind the goals i think that's part of it i think the fact that they use basketballs that people use most of their lives um wilson basketballs i think has, has a big impact on that as well and so um i think it sets up you know for Auburn to play well at home but um going to take a, it's going to take a, a really good effort tonight against a really physical team
2: how does South Carolina protect the basket? Because that's that's somewhere, especially at home. Auburn's been able to have success with Janai, Jalen, and the guards uh, getting uh, get, you know get, getting up close uh, for two pointers. Wondering if uh, if you feel like South Carolina is going to be able to uh, to hold that off.
3: Yeah, I don't know that they're a a, a, a team that does a, a what they do is is they just try to slow the game down as much as
0: possible offensively. They yeah,
3: want this game to be in the sixties. Um, I mean, you know, and for Auburn. I think you know if you're Auburn, you go. You're fine with doing that against, you know, even against Alabama. Auburn got out. Auburn wants to, at home to get out and use tempo and and get it going. South wants to frustrate you. They want to absolutely deflate the ball and try to slow you down as much as possible. for Auburn, can you can you get that? Can you get back to playing inside? And um, you know that Florida was was maybe the most difficult matchup. Kentucky will be a difficult one too because Kentucky's got such they got a lot of length on the mm-hmm. inside too. Florida may have as, more, as much as anybody, and we've seen that over the years be maybe the biggest Achilles heel for Auburn when you have length, and especially for this one because, you know, Janai Bream is tall, but he doesn't play above the rim. Jalen Williams is a 6'7 a half power forward. He's, he's long and he's athletic, but when you put 6'10 power forward, it makes it much more difficult. We saw that against Florida the other day. So um, I think for Auburn, can you create uh, – I think – pass the ball i thought they settled for threes too much too early against florida the other day and 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 got into a little bit of a funk i think go back and say hey guys this is what we are we're a we're an inside out basketball team and, and and um i think that's where the strength of this team lies
0: the other thing that auburn did the uh down in gainesville which they had not been doing much all year is turn the ball over I mean, Auburn turned yeah. it over 15 times and uh, they could not create or didn't get any turnovers from Florida. That's been something that Auburn has really had. I mean, no matter what, it seemed like in every game, Auburn would have the advantage when it came to turnovers and the, their turnover-to-assist ratio. Uh, they, they've got to get better play in, in that area tonight.
3: Yeah, and then, you know the turnovers they didn't have were, were the steals. Auburn, the mm-hmm. live ball turnovers. Is where Auburn is so it's so valuable because that creates the fast break points. Yep. When you don't have those live ball turnovers, then you, then you're you become a stagnant half court offense. And I think this, this team is fine in the half court, but when you get easy baskets, when you get transition baskets, that's what feeds an offense. And you see that being the difference. You're right. They got to get back to creating some of those. Can you do that without fouling in a physical game? Hey, we know some of that determines hey, how's the game going to be called. Um, you know, you have to figure that out. That'll determine how, how physical you can play, um, you know, especially guarding the basketball. And that's what Auburn wants to do. That's, they want to get out and, and be physical, um, be aggressive on the perimeter and get their hands in, in passing lanes, get their hands on the ball. And, um, a lot of that's determined by, by what kind of whistle you get.
2: Pretty much everyone's got six or seven games left in the uh, in the conference slate. Uh, you've got uh, two nine and 9-2 teams, Bama and South Carolina, Auburn's 8-3, and three. Tennessee seven and three, Florida and Kentucky both seven and four. Kentucky snapping the losing streak last night against mm-hmm. Ole Miss. I'm not sure. I think if you got more than four losses right now, Jason, you're probably out of the regular season conference title. I race. would say A and M and Ole Miss are both. Uh, you know, A and M six and five. A and M losing to Vandy. A and M six and five after the loss to Vandy. Ole Miss well. five and six. Well, but 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 everyone else, including Florida and Kentucky, at seven and four. I have to think they. I mean that that the door is open if they can if they can win some impressive games. Then the team at the top feels like they you know they just need to uh, you got to take care of business at home and, and hope you steal one on the road.
3: Yeah, I think you look at it. I think I think I think four losses probably wins the league. Now you mm-hmm. might not win it. You might not win it outright in four, but no. I, I think by the time you get to the end of this thing, that everybody's going to have at least four losses. That's just what it feels like to me. Um, Alabama still got three especially, you know, pretty difficult road games. Uh, I think they got Tennessee at home as well. Um, and so I mean you start thinking about it, can you know, can anybody stay below four, I think it's gonna be really difficult. And so I'm thinking you look at it, I, I think five might get you in, but probably four um, would, would would get you in a championship, I believe. So it's encouraging for Auburn you go, Hey, you almost play it backwards a little bit. You go go top four, then try to try to win a championship. So Auburn what you want to try to get that double by? Try to yep. give yourself a run in, in the SEC tournament. Um, the, but you know, the flip side of that is, how much does that impact seeding? Uh, we've we seen in the past, it doesn't really impact it very much. So, um, in the grand scheme of things, we're, okay, if you make a run at the SEC championship, try to get there. If that doesn't happen. You try to try to get well, get healthy, and get rested up for an NCAA tournament. Because uh, again, we've seen teams that even even. I mean, we've seen Auburn do it, make runs to, to an SEC champ, tournament championship and it not impact the seeding line really one bit.
0: Jason, uh, as we mentioned, I mean, just a couple of days away from the start of baseball season. Uh, it, it's going to be warm enough for them to be able to play at 6 o'clock on Friday night. A lot of folks excited about it. sounds like uh, Chase Alsop getting the start on Friday night with Joseph going on Saturday. Just uh, some quick thoughts uh, about this weekend and the excitement about Auburn baseball.
1: Yeah,
3: no, I think you know those two guys have been kind of kind of one two chase. Probably has been a little bit more consistent. Just you know, Joseph's continuing to come back from uh, you know his his shoulder surgery. Uh, and both those guys threw seventy pitches last week, so I think they'll probably be in the seventy five to eighty pitch range for an opener, which is a lot. Um, but that's kind of they've kind of built them up to get there. And so um, you know, so I think looking forward to it. I think we'll see a few different lineups over the weekend in terms of maybe moving some guys around. I think. You know, Cooper McMurray is still a guy they probably don't want to play all three games of a weekend at first base. So you could see uh, Gavin Miller at first. Uh, you know, potentially Caleb Freeman is, uh, is a junior college transfer that might get a little run over there too. So you could see a few few movements around the infield with Derek Fabian, uh, Javon Hernandez, um, and, and then uh, Caden Green being three guys that might shift around from second and third. Uh, so there will be some different looks for this team. Um, but I think they're looking forward to kind of getting out there and starting to play an opponent and, and see what it looks like.
0: Yeah, can't wait for it. Uh, re- really excited about it. Jason, really appreciate you spending a little time with us as, uh, as you head in. Let let everybody know, I mean, as we said, there's so many different things going on. Just tell folks what, what they can find, what they can be looking forward to finding there at uh, Auburn Undercover and how they can keep up with everything going on there and following you.
3: Yeah, obviously uh, basketball tonight. Uh, Nathan King will have you covered. Uh, from there, i have a little bit of, of stuff as well from basketball. Uh, i got recruiting, myself and Christian Clemente, uh, some, some recruiting news from today. Obviously, baseball coming up, softball this weekend, uh, recruiting. So, like I said, tons of things going on. Uh, football as they continue to round out the staff and, and we get closer to spring practice. We're continue to have some position previews there as well. So, check it out at auburnundercover.com and follow me on Twitter at ITATJ.
0: Thanks, Jason. Uh, see you at the ballpark, if not sooner. thank All right, Uh, Jason Caldwell joining us, as he always does on Wednesdays, today on his way back from playoff basketball. And speaking of that, uh, we're going to check in with, with Jack Hudden, get a report, as I mentioned, both Auburn girls and boys, Auburn High girls and boys advancing today. We'll talk to him about that and more. Love for you to join in as well here on the Wednesday edition of The Drive.
1: part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive
0: at espnau.com welcome back into the drive here on this wednesday afternoon bill and dan with drew at the controls and uh, we're gonna head right back to the uh, drive hotline sponsored by skybar Welcome in the, the voice of Auburn High Basketball, uh, who uh, had, a, had a successful trip up to Birmingham and, uh, and, and headed back now. Also, the, uh, uh, the, the guy that you hear on After the Game, Basketball, which will be coming up uh, this weekend. But let's, uh, let's bring in Jack Hudden uh, as the Auburn High girls and boys, both successful today. Jack, how's it going?
5: Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, headed back now from, yeah, like you mentioned, a 2-0 and day. Uh, the girls started out. They get a big win over Daphne there in the first round. Uh, got a little bit tough down the stretch there, but the girls pull it out 62-57. And, uh, and then the guys um, led for just about the whole way. Daphne comes back and um, makes that a game at the end. They actually take a one-point lead there in the fourth quarter, but uh, Auburn figures out a way to get past it. They eventually win by nine, and so... Both teams moving on to the Elite Eight next week.
0: Yeah, been a really been a really good season for both the uh, the, the girls and boys. Uh, just uh, I mean, and it, and it's uh, great, you know, uh, being able to hear those games as we get here. So, what's the schedule now? They they uh, turn around and play. I guess it's midweek next week, right?
5: Yeah. So it will be the Elite Eight games are going to be next week, uh, same place. So they'll be up in Birmingham uh, at the Birmingham Crossplex. Uh, And it'll be the girls are going to be playing Foley. Um, Foley was the area two champion this year. They uh, upset this Daphne team that Auburn actually beat today. And and so that was kind of the big one that you felt like Auburn had to get past was Daphne Um, just because Foley kind of – that was kind of an upset down in area two when they won the championship that allowed them to get the one seed. Uh, And so, you know, I think that – I'm not going to say that that Foley is a – a worse team by any stretch. But I do think that this Daphne game was the one that Auburn was really honed in on. Um, you know, last year Daphne actually uh, gave Auburn an early exit in the, in the first round. And so this was kind of a revenge game for, for Courtney Pritchett and the ladies today. Um, and then the guys, the same way it'll be next week, but it won't be Foley. It'll be the all too familiar central red devils that they'll get to play this. time up yeah. in
2: Birmingham.
0: I mean, that seems like there's no way you can't, you can't get away from that matchup. And uh, I believe both teams held serve at home, right, this year?
5: That's correct, yeah. And then the uh, the Area 4 championship game this year was Auburn and Central uh, on the boys' side. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was in Auburn High School again. And so um, Auburn did, did get two wins over Central on the year, but both of them came inside their home gym. And so it would be interesting to see what a neutral site does uh, for the, the flow of this game. You know, Central likes to get up and down. They're, they're, they they're like to run. They like to shoot it. Uh, actually shot 7 of 10 today uh, in their game against Fairhope from behind the arc in the wow. first half. And so uh, they were filling it up. And so you hope if you're the Tigers that uh, that doesn't happen last, next week.
0: Yeah, uh, give us a little preview of that one. I mean, how 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 are the matchups in your mind?
5: Yeah, sure. So Central, like I mentioned, um, very long athletic guards. Uh, but where, what they lack, I think Auburn uh, can make up with on the inside. You know Auburn's got some, some guys that uh, have transitioned from a post spot to a guard spot, but they kind of get in on the inside, and so they do a good job with rebounding with their guards. Um, you'll hear a name. Tabari Allen is a guy who uh, he had 27 points last week in the Area 4 championship. Today he goes for 13, uh, was really instrumental down the stretch and kind of calming things down. He was grabbing some offensive rebounds. Um, and then another guy you'll hear from is a guy named Jordan Franklin, uh, who is who's now the all-time assist single-season holder uh, for Auburn High in, wow. in Auburn High history? Yeah, and so uh, he got up to 176 assists on the year uh, today, and um, did that. He had 166 coming in, so 10 assists today, and only four points for the guy that definitely looks to pass before he scores. Um, so you know, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a game for the boys where you got to slow down Central's transition, but. On your end, you just got to let your depth win out, uh, especially on the inside. I would say go to the inside. Auburn shoots almost 60% from two this year. And so uh, just keep pounding it in on the inside. Try to get to the bucket. Uh, let Jordan Franklin, you know, go to work on, on the assist numbers and, and try to get yourself some easy looks at the, at the, right at the basket.
0: Uh, that's great. So congratulations to both the Auburn High girls and boys. Um, you got any idea the the times for next week?
5: Yeah, I don't think we're sure yet uh, exactly what they're going to be. I do know uh, that uh, likely you're going to get Auburn playing back-to-back. Um, they like to do that when you've right. got uh, one of the, the same team going. And so um, I would imagine that whatever time you get it, it's going uh, to be girls, then boys, or boys, then girls. Um, likely, I would say probably around the same time as today. They, we got started about noon today. Yep.
0: Usually uh, it's so midday when they do that.
5: Right, yeah. So I would say that's going to be about noon next week. Um, and of course, you know you check socials and uh, make sure you stay tuned on here for uh, any times or any updates we got.
0: And it'll be on W Lee, right?
5: That's correct. Yeah, W Lee, W ninety six three, uh, where we'll get it. I'll have all the action, and uh, hopefully, I got a few more weeks of this before we get into uh, baseball season and uh, softball.
0: Yeah, well, you've got you've got uh, uh, another after the game coming up Saturday, don't you?
5: That's correct. Yeah, uh, got a after the game show coming up on Saturday. Uh, Kyle Rush and I will be back in the Wings ninety four three studios where we're going to talk. Uh, hopefully, a big win over Kentucky. Um, you know, obviously, I know you guys have gotten some some callers in today that have been talking Auburn basketball, and you know, just wanted to mention something about this South Carolina team. I think is um, is it has been impressive so far this season, but I see this going Auburn's way uh, at Neville Arena. The Kentucky game, I think, is the one that is going to scare me a little bit more, just because of the size difference on the inside. Uh, and so, you know, I think Auburn is, is going to be okay tonight, and I look for, towards that Kentucky game as uh, really the, the big test on the inside for Auburn. Yeah,
0: and, and I, I heard some people going, hey, Kentucky really needs to get a win last night to get off the schneid. I couldn't disagree more. I just assumed Kentucky have kept losing – and doubt themselves as to get a win because there's no question who is the, uh, you know, who is the more talented team of the two that Auburn's going to play this Auburn's week. Auburn's going to
2: get a confident Kentucky team yeah, on Saturday because right. they just won. And like we were just saying in the previous segment with Jason Caldwell, I think that everybody with four wins or fewer right now in conference is still in the hunt for the regular season title and that includes Kentucky. They're seven and four after the win last night. If Kentucky goes to Auburn and wins on Saturday, like they they can believe that they're going to win out and be in the mix to, to maybe win a share of the regular season title. They've still got a game with Tennessee. They've still got a game with Alabama. So I mean it's uh it's right there for for Kentucky as well. I'm I'm with you, Jack. I think that game is no matter what happens tonight. I I kind of suspect that Auburn is too much for South Carolina, and they pull away in the second half. That's my guess. But no matter what happens tonight, Saturday is uh, Saturday's a big one.
5: Yeah, I think so. It, you know, it's a mad dash to the finish, really. Um, and I think a lot of people are kind of forgetting about that Tennessee team when they, when they think about uh, the top of the SEC standings right now. You know, Tennessee's still hanging around there at 7-3, and three, and they're on down the list just because they don't have an 8 in the win column yet. They had not played as many games as everybody else. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's going to be tough. Auburn's got to go to Tennessee. I think Alabama's got to match up against Tennessee. So, uh, still some some things to be done to uh, figure out who wins this thing. But uh, look, Ken- Auburn's in the thick of it. Kentucky
2: yeah. closes at Tennessee as well. So, I mean, there's still a yeah. lot of big games left to play in in, in the uh, in the league. Hey, I've got a I got the AHSAA website saying noon uh, twelve thirty for the girls and. 230 for the boys do you think that could be unofficial that could be just their their best guess from the from the bracket but that that's uh those those are times that I'm seeing posted for next week's games
5: yeah if those have gone on um and I I didn't have a chance to look at the bracket before I left no I so,
2: prefer you um, driving without uh, yeah. doing checking
0: that
5: <laughs> yeah but uh that's probably going to be about right um, like Bill said I think that'll be around midday and so uh, it'll give uh It'll give us a chance to to go back to back on the broadcast for those games. So yeah, sounds like uh, twelve thirty, uh, and then right after that, maybe at two, um, right there on WE ninety six three. We'll have those calls next week on Wednesday.
0: That's great. Hey, appreciate the update, Jack. Uh, have a have a uh, safe trip the rest of the way back. And uh, you heading to the ball game tonight?
5: Yeah, I'm going to try to get over there um, if I can uh, if I can get out of rush hour in Birmingham. We kind of. Uh, we kind of ran into bumper to bumper here uh, yeah. at, at three forty-five. So I figured that I, I thought people were still at work at this hour, but uh, I guess
0: not. It's Valentine's <laughs> Day. Everybody's everybody's got uh, things to do tonight.
5: There you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Safe travels. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the update.
5: All right. Appreciate it, guys.
0: Uh, yes, it is Valentine's Day, folks. Happy Valentine's yeah. Day. I, did, I don't think I mentioned that
2: at the top H- of the show. Happy
0: Valentine's yeah. Day,
2: everybody, and and uh, Ash Wednesday as well for yes, folks observing. Yes, right. That you know anyone who may have enjoyed uh, Mardi Gras uh, last night, Fat Tuesday, a big deal. Bill, you we were in, uh, I mean, between between uh, South Alabama and New Orleans. South Alabama, yeah. and New Orleans. Uh, well, actually,
0: growing up, uh, born in Brazil, in Brazil. Like I said, that was that was uh, we went from there to New Orleans, and I thought, well, this this wasn't quite as big a deal. And then we and then Mobile, and it wasn't. Uh, I mean, of course, that's where Mardi Gras got started. Was uh, was in Mobile, but Carnival uh was a little bit livelier back in the day. All right, we will uh we will get to our final break of hour number 1. We're going to open up the phone lines 334-321-1390. That's the Drive Hotline sponsored by Skybar.
2: You can also text the show 334-564-1840 on the Drive Text Box <laughs> presented by our friends At Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast. Did did I see Derek just walk by? I I I thought I I saw Derek Derek walk by the window just a second ago. From Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Maybe uh, has some important podcast sponsor business uh, here at the the station. We'll see if we can flag Derek down before he leaves. But yeah, the, uh, the, the, the text box and the podcast presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors.
0: Back with your phone calls here on The Drive.
1: Chandler here from you and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com
0: welcome back into the drive final few minutes of hour number one and let's get to the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar and Jeff hey Jeff
4: Hey, guys. How you doing today?
2: Pretty good. How you doing, Jeff? Good,
4: good. good. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Hope it's a lovely night tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, down at Neville.
2: Jeff, if the music starts uh, playing, because uh, we're a couple of minutes away, right? If the music starts playing, feel free to hold on. We don't want to cut you off. Yeah, but we we got a couple of minutes till then. A minute till oh, then.
4: Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll hold in if if, if it does. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. huge game tonight. Uh, but I, I, I believe this team will respond tonight. I hope so. I think they... One thing about it, they respond to a sense of urgency, especially at home. Uh, we just gotta fix this road dichotomy. Just, that's,
0: yeah. Well, everybody in the country's trying to figure that one out, Jeff. I mean, uh, nobody is cons- playing consistently well on the road, and uh, yeah. that's. I think that's part of that is, as Jason Caldwell says, you know, there's more parity than there's ever been. So, so teams, you're getting an even, you know, more wild difference between home and away. I
4: agree. I. That's why these two games this week is huge. Critical. I think if we win these two games, because Kentucky is definitely not a road beater on the road. No. Yeah, so we, we definitely, uh, you know, I respect South Carolina. They've had a wonderful year, but I, I see us really laying the hammer on them tonight. If we come out and play to the sense of urgency and a play with this crowd, so... Uh, you go two and this week. We got a chance to win this conference, but you know we cannot split at home. And no, end. can't afford
0: to lose oh, a home game. Both. No, not at all.
4: Yeah, so uh, I, I hope Bruce has sent that message to this team, and I think they'll respond tonight. I, you know, I think this is the biggest South Carolina game in many years.
0: So oh, you're you're right. We're going
4: to see what they made of.
0: The first few minutes are critical, and you know that's what happened to them in Tuscaloosa is Alabama jumped them. And they were never in the ball game. They've gotten wins in Knoxville and Lexington,
2: but I think it's very important for Auburn to just come out and make a statement early. They were a thorn in the side of Bruce's first championship team. Frank Martin had that team with Chris Silva, you know, back in, yeah. in seventeen eighteen. But that that feels like multiple generations history. Yeah, of, of college basketball. You know, and uh, and and this uh, this is a, a different team, but a a tough challenge for Auburn tonight if. Uh, Especially if South Carolina gets confident early.
0: Jeff, have you got anything else you want to hang with us?
4: No, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, guys.
0: Go War Eagle. Great hearing from you, Jeff. We are halfway done here on the Wednesday Drive. Come on in and join us in hour number two.
1: The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. 1067 and online at espnau.com to be a part of the drive call 334-321-1390 toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at espnau.com
0: welcome into hour number two of the wednesday drive bill dan and drew regular crew here in the studio we'd love for you to join in here in hour number two which is brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And you can join us by calling the Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar. That number
2: is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334 334- Five six four eighteen forty. The drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast. Available however you listen to podcasts.
0: And uh, we're we're here. Anything that you want to talk about sports wise? Sadly, the uh, the the top story nationally in sports today is a shooting at the celebration in Kansas City. At a celebration in Kansas City for the Super Bowl champion. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah,
2: deadly shooting at the Super Bowl rally in Kansas City uh, earlier today. Uh, you know, still still learning more details, uh, but but the uh, you know the, the parade route. You know, the, the shooting at the end of the parade route, Union Station, uh, where shots were fired. Uh, we're still, I believe, the the latest update. One person killed, multiple injured, at least three people in critical condition. Right, three uh, in critical, five in serious. Is the last the last report? Two people are in custody. Officials have said they do not believe that the motive was any sort of organized, uh, terroristic ideology. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and anything like that. Uh, but, but it's a uh, uh, yeah, it sounds like a, uh, a a terrifying scene. And we, we there are videos uh, that, that show uh, frantic. Crowds of people uh, running uh, sure. in, in various directions. So, yeah, 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 yeah a, a, a terrifying thing that was yeah, ha- happening earlier.
0: Just, just, uh, just terribly awful uh, news today coming out of Kansas City. So uh, that that's the top story nationally, uh, locally. Huge basketball game on tap tonight over at Neville Arena as Auburn hosting South Carolina. That is a matchup of two of the top three teams in the SEC. South Carolina tied for first in the conference with Alabama with a 9 and 2 conference record, 21 and 3 overall, number 11 in the country. Auburn comes in ranked 13th and is 8 and 3 in the conference, 19 and 5 overall, Auburn looking to bounce back from their worst performance of the season on the road down in Gainesville this past Saturday.
2: And now Auburn uh, with with a huge week for Uh, for for a team trying to win the regular season. Absolutely,
0: it's a must-win week.
2: Yeah, it's a must-win week. You have two home games against teams that are right there uh, in the top half of the league, two teams that are still alive in the hunt to be SEC regular season champion. Uh, These are two wins that would... Although, tonight's game isn't a quad one game because South Carolina isn't a darling of the uh, net ranking or anything like that, but you do have... A game—it's a—it's a win that would go a long way. Golly, in standings.
0: J- just think if they added a win at Auburn, where Auburn hasn't lost yeah. all
2: year, two wins at Kentucky and at Tennessee, and, and the the big the big knock on South Carolina is that the, the there aren't any non-conference wins that move the needle. They played a pretty safe. Non-conference right. schedule. None of those, teams. but their only
0: non-conference loss was at, a game at Clemson, at where Clemson.
2: where they had a great, great chance of winning. That's right. They were in excellent position in the second half and and, and let it sort of slip away. But it's a uh, and that's that's a Clemson team that looks to be solid. Yeah, they're in playing the, better in the NCAA tournament as well. So no, nah, this this is a uh, this is a big opportunity for South Carolina uh, to uh, to 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 have some some distance between themselves and Auburn and uh, get get a uh, you know. This, a loss games left, like, South Carolina is still hey, in the hunt, too. Like, hey, a, a
0: loss here to South Carolina would really, really damage any uh, chances that Auburn has. As Bruce Pearl said yesterday, this would put Auburn two games back of South Carolina and a tiebreaker behind them. So they'd really, I mean, of course, a tiebreaker doesn't really matter as far as claiming the championship, but as far as uh, seeding for the conference tournament, it does, and would basically put Auburn three games back in South Carolina.
2: How scary does Saturday's game become if Auburn loses tonight oh, too? Because you're, you're thinking about Kentucky. Oh, then then you're probably not finishing in the top four. A new a new con, a newly confident Kentucky team that just beat Ole yep. Miss last night look like they figured something out. Now, did they go with? They're so talented. Did they did they bench Big Z? Like is, I, mean, I think they did last night because they didn't go with him. And I and I wondered if if maybe as as celebrated as some of his offense was. If teams they, if teams were going at him yeah. defensively, yeah, their was, their
0: defense has been bad anyway,
2: right? And so now you know they they, they seem to have to have uh, they maybe took a step in the right direction, holding Ole Miss to just sixty three points last night, and they go into Saturday uh, with the uh, uh, with with a game where if Auburn loses tonight, you'll have two four loss teams competing mm-hmm. on Saturday at Neville Arena, and that's all but an elimination game in the mm-hmm. SEC. A title hunt at that point, and it'll really put the loser in a in a tough spot as far as finishing in the top four as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we can we can talk about that. We've got baseball season starting Friday, and we have a pair of tickets to the season opener Friday night at six o'clock over at Plainsman Park. And I will tell you what, we will do if you would like, if you'd like, we we'll draw here and uh, we'll draw here say um at the final after the final break of the of the of the hour so somewhere between 5:45 and 5:50 or so we'll take our final break and and if you want a pair of tickets to the season opener so you can see the new Hall of Fame club what's going on there in the outfield for the new student seating and 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 look at the construction that is going on that's going to be uh pretty amazing for the suites and where the press box is moving down the first baseline, as well as seeing what I think is going to be a very good Auburn baseball team. Just give us a call on the drive hotline, 334-321-1390. We'll draw for a winner in about um, 40 minutes or so. We'd love to hear from you. Anything on your mind, sports-wise, let's update you on softball. Auburn playing an uh, attorney, and got, they've got Wichita State, Uh, in the first game here, I believe this game was scheduled originally to be tomorrow, but they, uh, moved it up to today and Auburn leading Wichita state behind Maddie Penta two nothing as they go to the top of the third Auburn, the visitor, uh, in this ball game. So, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, one other note wanted to get to from football. I mean, we've got basketball, softball, baseball, some football news as well. As it's being reported that Auburn adding a couple of off-field additions, big ones, uh, in the hirings of Maurice Harris and Kenyatta Watson. Maurice Harris uh, has a long history with Hugh Freeze. He was his co-offensive coordinator at Liberty, with by the way Kent Austin, who is now the uh, the offensive coordinator. But he had been with Hugh Freeze. From his days at Arkansas State, where Maurice is a graduate of Arkansas State, was there with Hugh Freeze at Arkansas State, went to Ole Miss where he was tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator, stayed with the Rebels through 2018, then went with Hugh to Liberty. Last year he was the offensive coordinator at Jackson State. And then Kenyatta Watson, If that name sounds a little familiar. I remember when his son was a four-star A few years ago, signed with Texas, transferred to Georgia Tech. I believe he just entered the portal and transferred to Georgia State. But Senior um, is as connected as anyone, period, in the state of Georgia, especially the Atlanta area. He had been the director of scouting for Georgia Tech. Before that, he was at Florida State as director of player relations. And uh, he will be joining uh, Auburn – uh, let's see his I believe his title will be director of recruiting research and strategy Maurice Harris I believe is coming in as uh uh a, let's well I'm not sure exactly what his title is Jason was saying he's taking the role that Travon Reed had so um some news and in, in multiple sports there from Auburn today and uh we'd love to hear from you again just give us a call. Let us know if you want to go into the drawing for the baseball tickets.
2: By the way, I believe uh, Kenyatta Junior is in the transfer portal. I believe he's already transferred to Georgia State. Okay, he did. Okay, I, yes. I knew that. I knew that he had transferred from Georgia Tech. Right. I did not see that he had picked. I think. Any... I think early in January he transferred to Georgia okay. State. Okay, so so he's he has he has found a a destination as a as a graduate transfer mm-hmm. from Georgia Tech. But uh, but yeah, no, it seems it seems like a it, it's a big addition to a personnel department that. That, like every, that is growing, you know, constantly as as are most
0: universities that want to stay competitive across the country. Right, scouting isn't just high school yes.
2: players and junior college players, and uh, right, Division two, Division one. No, like, it's know I mean? it's, it's, every, it's your opponents and every team in the country. Right, and uh, and the larger the larger your apparatus can be for uh, for, for for that, it it feels like the more uh, the, the more prepared you'll be for the different transfer portal windows. And and the players uh, deciding to uh, to go in there and, and like we were saying, could, depending on what happens in the spring, could be a very busy uh, could be a very busy spring portal window for well, Auburn. I'm, I'm or, sure it
0: will. I mean, there there's some teams now that uh, uh, you know you've got to wonder how, what are things going to look like in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. now that there've been even more changes um, and, uh, and and other places as well. Of course, of course, the guys. Of course, the remember the ones in the league. If you're from an SEC school, you cannot transfer to another conference school without having to sit out uh, a year. Undergraduates.
2: Yes, undergraduates. Yeah, gra- grads, yeah. Are, grads are eligible to do whatever they want. Sure. But the, uh, uh, Did we give the tickets away? Uh, no, words? no, we're, no, we're, 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 we're going to draw for them. Okay, we have people in the drawing. Yeah, we okay. have
0: multiple people that have okay. already called in and want to get in the drawing. So if you'd like to get in the drawing, 334-321-1390. That's the number we're heading to right now. The Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar and Yellowhammer gets us started. What's up, Hammer?
6: Hi, afternoon. Uh, So, uh, two questions, both about Auburn basketball. Uh, We have a lot of depth. Is there another team or two in the SEC that approach our kind of depth?
0: Uh, Auburn plays more players' double-figure minutes than anybody else in the league. I mean – um, I love what Kentucky brings off yeah, the bench. Kentucky. The Kentucky's couple. got Kentucky's got some pretty good depth. Tennessee uh, is excellent. Uh, you know, we're, Al- we're, Alabama's been building some depth. Um, yeah, still nobody that plays ten players for fifteen minutes a game like Auburn does.
6: Okay, so uh, anyway, then uh, you talked about all this parity, and so uh, everyone in that group of parity. Would like to figure out a way to rise themselves above that and take the whole thing, and so that's Auburn's mission, of course. And can you think of just one or two things that they really could improve upon? And we might be looking at that tonight to see how that works out. And
0: well, uh, and, and yeah, there there are a couple. I mean, one thing that really hurt them the other day is they turned the ball over. I mean, Auburn had been a team that that had not turned the ball over very much. And remember going into that that loss at Florida, Auburns, even in the games they hadn't played well on the road, they had they had had chances because of their defense or ability to protect the ball. Uh, something that they had been shoring up in the last few games was not allowing teams to get second chances to get offensive rebounds. Um, I don't know that that was the uh, a huge problem the other day against Florida, but that is something Auburn needs to make sure, uh, that that they don't allow teams second and third opportunities offensively. The other thing is they need to shoot it better. I mean they just they they have not been as good a shooting team as I think anyone expected them to be this year, and especially on the road they've really struggled to shoot it. So what Auburn's got to do when they go when they're not playing in the friendly confines or the shots aren't falling. They need to make sure they get the ball into Janai Broom. They work the ball inside, and that's uh, that's just something that they've been more successful when they have done that. We're uh, pretty balanced
6: maybe in the sense that uh,
0: there's inside
6: and then there's the three points and all that. Do we
1: do we have a pretty good
6: balance there?
0: Uh, Auburn, Auburn, Auburn really hasn't uh... – they haven't been great shooting the three they're they're around middle of the pack um in uh-huh. three point shooting they haven't had any you know one one player that you get him to ball and you just feel like oh yeah uh, you know it's 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 going down they've got different different players that can get hot but they just really they haven't had the consistency that i think that uh, we sort of expected
6: and so uh, uh tonight south carolina uh what about their defense? Well, South be...
0: Carolina's defense stems from their offense. They like to make you play defense for as close to 30 seconds as possible. I mean, oh, they're, okay. they're it's, it's not necessarily – I mean, you wouldn't think of it like the old four corners that, uh, you know, Carolina used to run. But, I mean, they're going to pass it and pass it and bring it in and move it and pass. Now, if they get a wide-open layup or a dunk, uh, they'll take it. Or sometimes if they have a, you know, an uncontested – three they'll shoot it but they prefer they prefer to make you play defense and try to tire you out on defense they're the only team in the SEC that is not allowed 80 points in a game this year and they're allowing oh, a, an right. average of 65 a game which these days is tremendous that's pretty good yeah but that's a lot good. of it becomes because I mean yeah they play good defense but they also help that by you know running the clock on offense
6: okay well that could uh limit our depth advantage.
0: Well, that's where Auburn needs to, uh, you know, uh, like, like we were talking about this a little earlier, and Jason Caldwell said it, and it's right. Auburn creates a lot of their offense from defense, from steals. Uh, and, and Auburn is a team that has done that a lot this year. They did not very well the other day down in Gainesville. Uh, if they can create some turnovers, that usually leads to quick points. And with the crowd there at Auburn's back, Uh, That's the kind of thing that that could really get them going. South Carolina has a couple of huge road wins this year, but they lost by 27 in Tuscaloosa.
6: Ouch. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks, guys.
0: Appreciate the call, Yellowhammer. We need to get to our first break of hour number two. Who do we have up next? Greg? Yeah, Greg, hold on. You'll be up when we come back here on the Wednesday Drive.
1: 7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com
0: Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls and let's get to the drive hotline presented by Skybar and Greg
2: is up next. Hey, Greg.
7: Hey, what's going on, Bill and Dan? Y'all doing alright?
2: Doing alright, Greg. Good to hear from you.
7: Man, I'll tell y'all what, uh, that season's over. I guess I gotta get Get to a couple things around the house. But, uh, <laughs> I reckon that's what I'm doing this weekend. Besides, I don't know. Got baseball Friday and then I got basketball games Saturday. I don't know. It's always something. Oh yeah, we play we play sports year round. But I, you know, I've, I've listened to everybody call in about the basketball. And I, I'm, a, you know, I almost got some depth, and, and I've watched them. And they can get on. But it's like uh, you know, we sit the other day getting ready to play a basketball game and I am watching the game. You know, I'm just kinda I don't know, keep it up with things and watching the game on the side. When you score ten points in ten minutes in the first half, I mean I but it's good I mean, you can't get it to fall. I don't you can't you can't go somewhere and get get beat like that. I mean I, if you want to be considered a team so I know they say everybody everybody's doing it this year. I get it. Everybody plays better at home. But uh if this team wants to be in the conversation come March, that ain't gonna get it guys and I I, I hate to be one the one one to burst the bubble, but you know, that's crap that's played us. I mean we you you got Jabar Smith, Walker Kessler and you out in the second round. I mean then you got this team right here, they can they can play lights out, then they can play like that. I mean it's it's the inconsistency on on the part that, you know, you would think that you you, know, you got a team with some older guys, some more experience, and uh, some people that, you know, might be a steady factor. And then you go to Florida and you just lay another egg. Like, we just can't win on the road. And uh, that's just not going to fare as well come March. I don't know, guys. I, seems like the same song, same dance to me. I don't know what the deal is. You would think with a little bit of older team uh, that you could get over some of these humps. And they're they're putting themselves in the, in a position to put a little pressure on their shoulders is what they're doing. Uh, I hate to say, it, I mean, if you're going to win, you got to win tonight, you, and you got to come up with a big a big game against Kentucky. and They're going to come in ready to go, and they can do it. Well, what's, Auburn can too. What's well, crazy uh,
2: though, you know? What's crazy though, Greg, is and everything you said is true. And and, and the teams that you, know, you look at the last two times now Auburn has been to the NCAA tournament, and they've and they've gone home. Uh, well, I guess quickly. I guess they, well, this past year, you didn't go home earlier than expected because you ran into a one seed. No, that's true. In the in the, in but the you, round have, you haven't gotten to the second weekend. But yeah, you haven't been to the second weekend since that Final Four team. But every but but I guess the flip side would be everything. Every that was all true of the Final Four team, wasn't it? A that, lot. Of, that's a lot true. Of things and and that you said about like a lot of things you would say in criticism of this team or any team Bruce has had since 2019. You know, those, those were, that was also true of the 2019 team that struggled in the regular season before going on that run that included the SEC tournament and the, and the NCAA tournament. And, and there
0: are fewer teams, I feel like, this year around the country that I feel like, oh, they're in much better shape to play well away from home because nobody has. Um, so, I mean, but it is, it's critical that Auburn wins these two games here this week. Uh, to to build some confidence and then see how they can do. They've got a couple of winnable road games toward the end. And I know people, hey, if, if Auburn beats Georgia and Missouri, then people will go, Auburn didn't beat anybody worth the crap. But if you go 5-4 and four on the road in the SEC and 9-0 and oh at home, uh, you, you've done okay.
7: Yeah, you, you'll take them numbers. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I guess, uh, I mean, it's the little stuff. It's, you're beating teams. Sometimes you're, you're beating teams by 20. You know, double digit. You yeah, know, at home and yep, at home and all that. I I get it, but when we going, you know, I don't like ain't that. I want it, but I mean, look, let's let's go to the road. Just keep something close here. I, I mean, we went played Alabama close. I get it, I mean, but
0: and and well, team, you, Mississippi you State was close. I mean, Auburn won it all Miss. Yeah, I uh, mean, tournament team. The I mean, Florida game. The Florida game was the exception. Thus far. I mean, now the problem has been, though, Greg, and here's the thing that's been the biggest concern is they have come out and just uh, uh, struggled, as to put it nicely, to start. Auburn, is, Auburn has gotten off to terrible starts on the road and had to try to dig out of big holes.
7: Well, you know, y- y'all, y'all hit on it a while ago, and, and I'll say this. Uh, the, the team, it seemed like other part of the year, you know, the losses that we had. Um, they, they, they're trying to shoot the three a lot. And, and sometimes, you know, when it's not going, let's work it inside. Let's go inside out a little bit. You know, let's, let's hit the reset button, so to speak, and, and let's get back to kind of some – get back to who you are. You know, play yourself. Let the game come back to you. Don't don't sit there and try to force it. And there's it, some things I – mean, I'm not sitting there – I know I'm being critical of a team. It's that's, that's a pretty dang good team. But with, a, with the players that they got on this team, the experience – you know, you would just think that, hey, somebody would reel them in, but, hey, look, let's hit the reset button. It's, you know, defense breeds great offense. Let's work it inside. Let's hit our cuts. Let's move without the ball. Let's, let's just do some things a little bit different here. And sometimes it's just like you, you don't see it. It's just, you you can see it in the body language. I've seen it on them uh, against Florida. So, I, I don't know, these just little things I like to see. I like to be able to see us win a game, a, a close game. And uh, and pull it out, you know. But uh, even against South Carolina, you know, like I said, I know they're playing at Auburn, but South Carolina ain't got nothing to lose, and they coming in there, they gonna do what they got to do, and I guarantee you, Kentucky is. I mean, heck, how many times we play Kentucky? Well, game day there and beat them, you know what I mean? They Calipari can't stand Bruce Pearl. I don't blame him. Bruce Pearl's been a thorn in the side, and uh, and he's getting some fits, so. I, I just want to see Auburn turn the corner right here and, and be more of the uh the hunter and, and the prey. Uh that but the fate they, they keep messing around. And like I said they can't lose they can't, you can't lose these games at home. But uh you keep messing around, you're going to put a big target on your back and you're going to put yourself up against the wall. I want to see you fight your way out of for I really feel more comfortable about us going in Mars. I like to see us hit a stride though, but uh Hey, I'm going to hang up. Listen, guys, I'm just going to surf a little bit. But, hey, y'all have <laughs> All a right, good Greg. Day. War Eagle, man. All right,
0: Pre- appreciate the call, Greg. Yeah, now, that's the thing. If Auburn loses one of these two games, they, they haven't lost at home. Again, they're the only team in the league that hadn't lost a home game. If they lose one of these two, yes, then, then, then things are uh, things are not very rosy. Look, Any- look, looking to try to compete for the SEC. But, I mean, isn't it great? Isn't it great to be in this position? Auburn's 19-5.
2: They're number thirteen in the country. They're thirteen and zero at home. Well, I think you have uh, six. I think you have six fan bases right now in the conference that are nervous. In part, and because they're all like,
0: "Why don't we win on the right, road?" Right. And they, it's and really
2: simple: just play better. Well, well they all, and they all feel like they all feel like they would have the SEC regular season champion if they played a little. I guess Kentucky, a little better on the road. I guess Kentucky need to play a little better at home too. That is true. But a bit. But all. But but the top six: Bama, Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina, Florida, and Kentucky six teams that feel like if we played a little bit better at home if we won if we played won a little more, better on the road that, more that's what everybody go, go on our road win our close games yep you know we would be the the best team and of the why league. aren't we and yeah all, that's right. and, and what's crazy is all six of those teams could make a run deep into march yep all six of those teams could, could go, be out the first week could go home day, yep. day one because that's that's the world of of college basketball now. So, so I would That's just The way think, it is this year especially. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's so, great. It's unbelievable, but it's great. And, and yeah, you're right. And, to, and this is a, it's a huge week because you got Auburn tonight with South Carolina coming in uh, firmly in the hunt in the regular season title. And no matter what happens tonight, Auburn's got a confident Kentucky team yep. coming to town on Saturday thinking they can get right back into the mix of things too. We need to get to our
0: bottom of the hour break. Tie the Tiger. Hang on. You're up when we come back. As we head to the final half hour of the Wednesday drive, at the three, Chaney at the four, and Dylan and and Jani at the five, or something like that. But
2: well, I don't think Jalen and Chad Baker Mazzara are the kind of guys who get the same defensive assignments, even if they're no. both, even no, if they're, they're both not. six seven, no, six eight not. type of guys. So you know, I think that there's uh, you know every 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 adjustment like that has uh, has consequences, and I wonder if Auburn's a little bit reluctant to. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's all about defense for Bruce.
0: There's no question about it.
2: Appreciate the call there, Jerry. We will get to our final break. The the other side of that would be, I I would wonder if a a smaller lineup would would involve, and you have to figure out what else you're doing, but Janai at the five, Baker Mazzara at the four. And going from there with you now that would be now yeah, that would that be a, would, uh, that'd be a spacing and shooting lineup. That'd yeah, way yeah, you're right. You know what I mean to, to figure out like would that be Denver at the three and both point guards? Uh, I'd would be, that be, if, I'd be yeah? Would that, be, that would definitely have to be against uh, smaller teams. a smaller team, a smaller team, yeah. and a team where you'd want to maximize your shooting. But it's not like pulling Jalen maximizes your shooting no. because he's he's no, much when, when Jalen is on. Uh, he, he, he's, he definitely needs to be out
0: there on the court as much as possible. All right, we'll get to our final break of the afternoon. When we come back, we'll draw for the winner of the uh, tickets to the baseball season opener. So stick with us here on the Wednesday Drive.
1: Hello, Alabama sports fans. Did you know that it's illegal to place a 6-7 online at ESPNAU.com? To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com.
0: <clears throat> Welcome back in final few minutes of the Wednesday Drive. And the winner of the tickets to the season opener Friday night, that's a 6 o'clock first pitch from Plainsman Park. Mark Blair, congratulations, Mark. The uh, tickets will be here. They've got your name on them. You can stop by uh, our studios here on, um, what is this, North? uh, Dean. North Dean, that's That's right. right. North Dean. I mean, I drive During, it every. I drive it every day. I don't look at the signs. I know where I'm going.
2: Yeah, look up. Look up Auburn Network on your. I don't. It's like seven. Was it seven twenty-four North Dean? Yeah, sweet. number three hundred yeah, something right. like that. But you can find us so Auburn Network on on Google Maps and yeah. find it that way. But normal business hours, we'll have the uh, we'll have the tickets ready. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations! And I, think yes, Mark. Way to, way to go, Mark!
0: I think we'll have uh, some tickets for Saturday tomorrow. Uh, speaking of uh, baseball, let's get to our. Our baseball guy, and that is Tex. Hey, Tex.
8: Hey, guys. Uh, I, I, Drew told me I was winning the ticket.
2: You've already got tickets, Tex. I them. know that he says that to everybody, Tex.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's just uh, a tease. So, Dan,
3: Dan. on basketball.
8: When you said play against bigger lineups, you mean like Florida? Yeah. Especially or two big guys yeah. in at the same time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they, Well, you know,
0: it couldn't have hurt much more Saturday. <laughs> Well, so um,
8: my resident basketball expert uh, says that, and it works every time that they've been in, when they run high-low with Cardwell and with Janai, it stretches the defense, increases our rebounding ability, and those two guys pass it reasonably well. Janai better than Cardwell, but they pass the ball extremely well, Mm -hmm. and it creates matchups for them that makes it a little bit different. That's just... An opinion from somebody played basketball at a high level, so. No, Jani can uh, hit that.
2: that can hit that shot too. Like the, you know, when when you play high low yes, Jani, if Janai has to Jani has to shoot the longer too. I mean, certainly, I think Car- that that's still a weakness of Dylan's game uh, compared to his productivity around the basket. But uh, but no, I think you know mm-hmm. Janai's willingness to uh, shoot that, uh, that that longer. It's 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 nice when you have that at the five, but if you needed to play Janai at the four. Uh, he has the offensive game mm-hmm. to do it.
0: He is statistically Auburn's best three-point shooter in SEC play.
8: Yep, yep. So, hey, just switching gears real quick. Yes, we will be there this weekend. Uh, so, the I have a question for you. Have you seen this, the starting lineup or the pitching lineup for Friday, Saturday?
0: Uh, yeah, Chase Alsop Friday, Joseph okay. Gonzalez Saturday.
8: Right. You think that's because of uh, a temperature difference probably looks like it's going to be about 15 to 20 degrees difference at game time?
2: I
0: don't know uh, because Friday night, I don't think it's supposed to, I don't think it's going to be terribly cold Friday night. Uh, But I I do think you don't want to take any chances with Joseph. And we were talking with Jason a little Mm -hmm. earlier. And Chase has just been uh, the best guy thus far this spring.
8: Wow. All right. Well, that's, that is an even better answer. Yeah. So that's, that's good to hear. So, Looking forward to it. Excited to see uh, the unveiling, basically, of, of a couple of the renovations that mm-hmm. are going on. Uh, by the way, great interview y'all did with Coach Thompson.
0: Uh, he's so easy to uh, talk uh, to. Uh,
8: uh, 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 he's, he's the best. He's a great baseball man, better man. I yep. know that sounds crazy, but he, he's really good. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the call, Techs.
0: Hey, let's update you. Uh, Auburn looking to try to break the uh, softball game open against Wichita State. They're up two to one, but have bases loaded with one out in the uh, top of the fourth. All right, Dan, what do you think
2: tonight? I'm thinking that Auburn is going to be able to pull away. I'm thinking that if South Carolina, uh, you know, if, they, if, if South Carolina starts out slow, Auburn leads throughout, pulls away kind of early. But I'm thinking Auburn ultimately is just going to have too much. Uh, yeah, that that number uh, ten to twelve. I'm thinking sounds right. Maybe even a little bit more. But but I like Auburn at home tonight.
0: Very impressed with what South Carolina has done this year. I think the uh, the crowd at Neville Arena, and if Auburn gets off to a quick start, yeah, I think they they can win it comfortably. That's gonna wrap it up. Dan, have a uh, good uh, trip. We'll see you Friday.
4: Conservative justice.